Welcome back to On the Record. I'm Sheila Cast. Here's a stoop story from Tommy Jacobs about the father figures of her childhood. October 10th, 1980. I turned two. I turned two on the airplane from Israel to Baltimore. We were immigrating. My father was from Baltimore and his visa was up, so we had to come back to be with him. By the time I turned three, my mom left my dad and we were on our own. We didn't speak English, we didn't have any family here, we didn't have any money. And so we had a hard time. Jewish family services helped us out a lot. They provided us with temporary housing and food, bags of food. I remember some of my favorites, fruity pebbles and chocolate pudding. So good. Around the age of five, we landed at the Savoy Plaza apartments off of Liberty Road. Far from fancy, but it was ours, and I could make all the noise I wanted because it was the first floor apartment. We had a community pool. And that summer, my mom met David. David was the lifeguard. David was 18. My mom was 25. They fell in love. David soon became the live-in boyfriend. He was so much fun. He taught me how to roller skate in that first floor apartment. He would cover himself up in all these pads and have these punching boxing gloves and let me just like punch him, it was great. He taught me how to use chopsticks and how to flare my nostrils, you see that? My love for sushi. He even saved my life that time I dove into the deep end with a fistful of gummy bears in my mouth, and those gummy bears got lodged in my throat, and he had to give me the Heimlich maneuver, like actually saved my life. David was a whole lot more present than my own dad, and we really had a very special bond. So I was having a really hard time at school. Fast forward just a little bit. I was having a really hard time at school. I was at a really conservative Jewish day school called Beth I was in the third grade, very ADHD. My mother didn't believe in medication. And uh, (laughs) I'm there. Hold on. Just a second. (laughs) I was having a really hard time, and... um, they, I was on a full scholarship, and so they had very little tolerance for me and my inability to sit slash stand still. So they asked me to leave. And so a lot of things changed around this time. I got kicked out of school, and I had to switch from a private school to a public school. And I remember being so far behind. We had to move because also my grandparents and my aunt They were also immigrating from Israel, and they were moving in with us, so we had to get a bigger place. They didn't speak English, so I had to learn Russian very quickly. And my Aunt Ella, who had moved in with us, she was diagnosed with terminal cancer, so we spent so much time at the hospital. It was a lot of change. And also, my mom and David got engaged. So they were planning a wedding. Wedding's coming up in two months, right? And my mom says to me, you're going to go stay with my friend Natasha in Vienna, Virginia. 
I didn't know who Natasha was or why I was going. So I show up to Natasha's house. And if you can imagine, it's not really a house. It's more of like a resort. It's really the biggest house I've ever seen in my life. Huge property. And Natasha, imagine Jaja Gabor. <laughs> only she's like, she's covered in only Russian, but she's like covered in leopard and rings on every finger and the biggest bleach blonde beehive that doesn't really move. And so much perfume. Before we enter the resort, Natasha introduces me to her seven miniature ponies. Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti. She told me I could have one. I don't remember which one I chose. She was very disappointed in my clothing, so we went shopping. She bought me all new dresses and itchy white pantyhose. We had a driver. Our driver took us to church every day. I'm Jewish. <laughs> It was cold, so she put me in one of her fur coats. So strange. Uh, I was only there for two weeks, but it felt like forever because I really didn't know why I was there. And I really just wanted to go home. I remember being really stressed out about being so far behind in school and missing two weeks. So I get home. And David, uh, he's in the basement, and he asks me to come downstairs. And he's in the corner of the basement crying. And he asks me to come sit with him. And so I do. And he tells me he's leaving. And so we cry and I fall asleep and in the morning he leaves. So what happened? Well, what happened was my mom went to a dinner party a few weeks prior and met Vladimir. And she, they hit it off, and she thought he might be a better fit. He spoke Russian, he wanted to have kids, they were the same age, but she wasn't sure, so she had to go find out. So she had to go to Russia. Oh, by the way, he lived in Russia. So she had to go to Russia to go find out, to spend a significant amount of time with him, you know, two weeks, to go find out if he was a better suitor. Turns out he was. So in those two months that my mom's planning a wedding to David, who I lived with for six years, she didn't marry David. She married Vladimir, a stranger. Didn't see that coming. So we moved again, and I switched schools again, and a year later, my baby brother was born. And at this point, I'm 13 and hate most things. So I decided that I should call my dad. Desperate for some sort of support and connection, I called, and I was like, hey, dad. I could really use a dad. And his words were, you're a chapter in my book, and I've turned the page.
Ouch, right? I know. Yeah. Um, those words have really haunted me my entire life. And it's not the end of the story. Just a chapter, right? It's just a part. Because I've done a lot of work. A lot of therapy and freaking like decades of yoga. <laughs> Thanks. And I've learned and I've learned a lot of things. But some of the things I've learned are how to adapt and how to be resilient. And from my mom, I've learned that sometimes you have to follow your heart and trust. Because it turns out she made the right choice. She chose the right guy. Because my mom and my stepdad, yeah, same guy, Vladimir, they're here. They've been married 30 plus years. <laughs> And my baby brother, who's having his wedding next week. <laughs> okay, okay, but it's not about them. <sighs> it's really interesting that I get to tell this story right now. It's really interesting that over the last year, I've gotten to process this story, like now in my life, because I have a 10-year-old fourth grader at home. And to get to see the world through his eyes. <laughs> he knows. He knows that my job in this world is to protect him. And that he is my entire book. Thanks, guys. That was a Stoop story from Tommy Jacobs about starting over with her mother in America. The next Stoop event is next Wednesday, March 6th, in partnership with the Johns Hopkins Carey Business School. The theme is Failing Up, Rising Stronger from Professional Failures. And the following week, on Friday, March 15th, the Stoop and the Maryland School for the Blind will present See Beyond, Dismantling the Disability Narrative. We have more information at the On the Record page at WYPR.org. I'm Sheila Cast. Glad you're with us on the record. Hope your weekend is bustling. <laughs>